0: Disclaimer, all views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game
1: Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week... We've got another Twitch partner, he's a speedrunner, and a lot of other things, we've got
2: Swift Ike. Hey, how's it going, Tony? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. How you doing? Doing fantastic. It's another wonderful weekend. Chilling, hanging out. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, because you're brand new here,
1: we get to head on down to Guantanamo Bay. Uh, no, not really. Uh, but we do get to do some interrogations. Uh, where we find out your favorite video game, video game character, and video game soundtrack are. All right,
2: so my favorite video game uh, is going to have to be Defense of the Ancients, also known as Dota. Oh, that's what it stands for? Defense of the Ancients, that is it. I did not know that. I have been playing this game since 2006. Oh, wow and i still play about once a day if i can Sometimes damn that's commitment More or less uh i mean i when i was playing back in high school i was playing like five hours a day or something can, like that <laughs> yeah i can imagine but, uh yeah that's my favorite game of all time my favorite character of all times probably Either Midna from Twilight Princess or Hop from Pokemon.
1: Okay, Hop. I, Hop's actually as much as like the Flax, Sword and Shield gets. Hop's actually a pretty good character in my opinion. A lot of people
2: seem to hate him because he's like kind of a uh, he's a kind of a bitch. He's a little bitch. Um, <laughs> but I see him more as like a lovable dork yeah and like i guess i always kind of saw like a lot of realism in him as a character that is like your friend you know he's not like this like you know jerk rival like the old rivals but he's not like just your buddy because you like as you beat him over and over again he starts getting more and more like frustrated about like man dude you're literally accomplishing my dreams fuck but good shit, you know? <laughs> like he's really mad that he can't do it but he's like still you know he's still your friend and it's like more of like a real depth person rather than just i hate you you suck smell you later or you're my best friend wow you're so great yeah it's basically those two and
1: then you have like the middle of barry of being like yo what's up guy what a battle that was cool i'm off Peace.
2: yeah he does i don't even know what barry's whole deal is he's just chilling <laughs> barry's just vibing <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah so that'd be my favorite character and then i have to roll back for favorite soundtrack to zelda again for uh, cadence of hyrule oh okay i've wanted to play
1: cadence of hyrule for a while now it's been on my to playlist i played um oh what's the necrodancer oh, yes crypto yeah that one i did play that i got that uh, a couple christmases ago and i played through that that's a lot it was a lot of fun and i definitely want to play the cadence of hyrule
2: I think um, the casual experience Cadence of Hyrule blows Crypt of the Necrodancer out of the water. Ooh! but. Cadence of Hyrule does, kind of lacks in like um, replayability, like I get to replay it a few times, but since Necrodancer is much more like a dungeon crawler type. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's more completely random. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, start to finish every single floor, every single level sort of thing mm-hmm. to where yeah. it ends up being more enjoyable to just like keep playing over and over. But cadence of Hyrule, the first like few times you beat through it, it's almost like doing a link to the past randomizer, but to music. Ooh, that's neat. I also need to
1: play a link to the past. I need to play a lot. Of, <laughs> I need to play a lot of Zelda games. I've completed maybe like, Oh God, let me think about this. Like Five? They're pretty good. Yeah, they in are. In my opinion. I've <laughs> tried. To think. I played uh, the Skyward Sword, the re-release that was put out on the Switch. I did Phantom Hourglass. That was my very first Zelda game. A weird one to start with, as well.
2: I feel like a lot of people. Just, you know, you're grown up, you don't, have a, you don't have a home console, your mom buys you a DS, a Game Boy, that's just what you get, you know? Yeah, my I mean, year. I had
1: the GameCube. I just had zero Zelda ga- games growing up. No, I mean, up. Yeah, I, mean so I, I have them now. I have, uh, like, all but one
2: Zelda... No, all but two for the GameCube. I I, I believe my partner's first game was, like, some dogs on the DS. The DS was, like, her first console. So Ooh. her first Zelda game, I think, is... Uh, the train one.
1: Those Spirit Tracks? The Spirit Tracks,
2: and her first Pokemon is uh, Diamond.
1: Yeah, my first so Pokemon um... was... Uh, oh, no. My second Pokemon... Well, I guess my first real Pokemon was Diamond. My first one was XD, Gale of Darkness. I mean, that game kind of slaps, though. It, it, it does kind of <laughs> slap. It really does. It's a great game. I, I want to go back and play it, because I've seen Mr. Smallant playing uh, Coliseum, and now he's playing through XD. And I'm like, Damn. I kind of want to go back and play them. <laughs> I haven't played those games in a long time, but I've heard they hold up pretty well. Yeah, they, they they definitely do. Like uh it's a unique experience with the force uh like forced double battles all the time.
2: Yeah, I I'm, I'm of the opinion. I have uh, dabbled in competitive Pokemon over the last few years. I can't believe that they keep singles the main Thing that you do in the main pokemon games because yeah. if you pay attention to like the things they the, the little nuances that they change they very obviously uh adjust the balance of the game around doubles competitive is 100 percent doubles yeah huh but the main game is still singles i, I think there's the gym, the eighth gym leader in uh sword and shield is a yeah Rihan does yeah raihan does do doubles it's just like it's i don't know. I feel like it adds so much depth to the gameplay. They can make it harder without making it actually harder.
1: Yeah, it definitely does. Ban. Get get yo, Pokemon. Uh <laughs> this is uh another hey, it's it's me again, Tony. I got another thing that you should probably go do. maybe not like well one, you could uh HDFI uh XD in Coliseum. Uh I would love that so much. I think a lot of people would. Uh, so do that first. But second, just make another game where double battles are like the main focus or hell, make that in the next Gen 9. When Gen 9 comes out, double battles only or single battles are the rarity. Do that. Do, do it. <laughs> Pretty please. Anyway, thanks uh, Pokemon. Asking,
2: <laughs> asking Pokemon for stuff. Just... Asking,
1: asking Pokemon for stuff is kind of, uh... <laughs> there's, there's too busy sifting through their piles of money to listen.
2: Yeah. Uh, One of my, like, one of the strangest things that I learned about the way the Pokemon company works is there actually is, like, the Pokemon company and then Game Freak. Yeah. Game Freak is the company that makes them, but the company that makes the money is the Pokemon company. And they kind of just hire Game Freak to make these Pokemon games. Some people are like, man, why is, you know, why is Game Freak putting out these these like super low end, like indie games, blah, 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 blah. There's, you know, making fun of them being like a small indie uh, dev team. And it's just like, yeah, they actually kind of are. The Pokemon company just like hoards that stuff to make spl- to make plushies.
1: Yep. <laughs> That's where
2: the money's at.
1: Marketable plushies. Uh Yeah. Uh, Moving on from that, it's time for us to jump into our headline of the week. It's quite a unique one. It's uh more computer related than video game related, but I thought it was pretty cool. An Apple One computer, the very first uh, type of product that was Apple ever sold, it went on auction in the U.S., and it sold for half a million dollars. Only 200 uh, of these exist, and the original price was $650. Um, the sale included the user manuals as well as Apple software on two cassette tapes. Man, what a thing of the past!
2: It's got a little wooden keyboard too. Sounds super cool. I kind of want the keyboard more than the uh, computer.
1: Yeah, like it's a uh, cool. what is it? It's like a little wooden keyboard, and then it's like a like this very boxy, like very old monitor that just sits on top, and that's 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 the Apple One.
2: I thought the original Mac or Apple's were, um, I thought they were like two in one type deals.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of how it... Will. It's partially how it is, too, yeah. But, man, it's a thing. It started with wood, and now it's uh, nice and slim and very, very shiny white.
2: <laughs> yeah. Apple's definitely uh, top of the line and making their stuff very minimalist and streamlined.
1: Mm-hmm. They're also very good at suing Fortnite. <laughs> well, didn't they, like... <laughs> Both. So technically, we covered it on an earlier episode, but so how it kind of happened, Fortnite got what they wanted, and it's like, yeah, Apple can't uh, fucking hold the Monopoly on their App Store. They have to allow third-party uh shops if a game has one, which is what Fortnite wanted. However, on literally everything else, Apple won, and... <laughs> Got more money out of Epic Games and Fortnites. I'm sure they'll make it back. The game more wildly successful. Exo- uh, true, accessible. very true. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Apple won half a million dollars for uh, a piece of history, a piece of computer history. I wonder if like a museum bought it or something. No, it makes sense, but. I- I don't actually know if it was. I think I feel like a museum might already have one cuz there are 200 200 of them. And Fair. I feel like somebody somebody out there with a kind heart would have went to like an uh a computer uh, like a museum that like does like old technology stuff. and would have donated it because they were or donated it with like, "Hey, if you could just uh, toss a bit of money my way, we're all Gucci."
2: Yeah. Um kind of related I saw something the other day about a uh, someone modded an iPhone X to have a USB-C port and really? sold that on eBay with a starting bid of $1 and it sold for 80 grand <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah.
1: Excuse me?
2: That was like a couple of days
1: ago. My god that 80 grand for an iphone with a full usb port on it
2: yep well usb c so it was usb c with data transfer and charging and it even came with a warning that said that you uh should not use it for regular use and you should never update it <laughs> okay because those could break the phone yeah so
1: somebody paid 80 grand for it to sit probably in like a, a glass
2: case. Something that uh, I've recently come to terms with is that people with lots of money really don't care what their money goes towards. Yeah. I just think it's, you know, I think I saw the God, what's the Jimmy Fallon bought a NFT last night for oh, an exceeded amount of money. God,
1: I, I <laughs> I'm going to say it. I really don't get the whole thing with NFTs. Um, you're
2: not really supposed to, because once you get it, that means you realize that they're worthless. Ah, uh, OK, because they are as worthless as money is. But we've decided that they're worth a lot similar to money. Oh, <laughs> OK. Interesting. Well, the more, you know, kids. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really crazy. We're just like, yeah, what if we made this art? Worth a billion dollars. Yeah, I'd pay a billion dollars for that. Cool, now it actually yeah, is pay, worth a billion dollars. I'll pay a billion dollars for a JPEG. Yeah, uh, pretty much.
1: An original JPEG. Wow. We did it, guys. We did it. <laughs> hey, it could have been a PNG. <laughs> hey, ooh, a PNG. Now that I'd pay a billion dollars for. Exactly. <laughs> God, they're all so questionable, too. Yeah. They really are. Uh, <laughs> moving on um, it's time for us to now uh, take a look back at what else happened in the world of video games card games and board games Uh, let's jump into the week in review
0: covering news from the world of video games TCG and board games this is the week in review and this past week uh, some of the games
1: that came out Forza Horizon 5 uh, the new racing game for the Xbox in the Forza series Shin Megami Tensei 5, the latest release in the SMT series and for the upteenth time Skyrim special edition for the Series X and PlayStation 5 and I think PC too because it got upgraded because why not but it added fishing you can now fish in Skyrim without a mod vanilla game fishing in Skyrim uh in the world of video game news uh Twitch is now on the Nintendo eShop. And the cycle is now complete. Twitch is now on everything. Is it actually? I think so. I, I mean, mean unless constantly. you have like unless you're still running a 3DS, uh
2: I don't think, I think it's on gonna... on 3DS. Wait, is it? <laughs> I think it was. I don't even well, remember. I know I, the 3DS had quite a bit of stuff actually. That eShop was really good. Yeah, it it was. It might have
1: but yeah, it's on the it's on the Nintendo eShop and as our boy Emerald showed us on Twitter, uh, you can now watch Amaranth on the go and get that ear-licking sensation whenever you want. Oh. In over and more overly expensive news, Gucci has teamed up with Xbox to make 100 Xbox Series X's Gucci style, and to get one, it costs ten grand. So go waste that money. So hey, kids, you want you want that Gucci Xbox? Go ask your mommy and daddy for
2: your that credit card, and hope they have ten grand on it. God, where's my Gucci Xbox fridge? <laughs> <laughs> well, that that would I would pay for
1: because that would probably make sense for the price at least. 'Cause fridges are kind of expensive.
2: Eh, probably still not that price, but uh I mean
1: Dan oh. pa- uh Dan Pobbenmeyer, the creator of Phineas and Ferb, apparently has a ten K fridge. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, it's weird. And he didn't even know.
2: Like what what makes it a ten K fridge?
1: Like, I don't even it... know. I don't know. Can it play Fortnite? Does it play Fort yeah, it plays Skyrim probably. Oh it's
2: yeah. on, the, it's on mean...
1: the smart fridge. <laughs> I don't think Fortnite made it to the smart fridge yet. I think that's one market Man. they're still trying to
2: break out in. I, I I always feel like that game is dying, and then I like take see, a step I I think time I think so too. It's like
1: it. you think the game's dying, and then it's like, oh no, hey look, it's Naruto. What it's just constantly forever alive? Yep, it's it's here to stay. It's here to just plague our our, our Earth's children with memes and Fortnite Borger. Um, in some new story news, Warframe of all games is, uh, finally getting a new expansion. The new war, uh, it's coming December. I played Warframe for like an hour or two because it's free. It was when I got my PlayStation four, cause it was free. And then I said, huh, I don't care about this game. And then I deleted it in some launch news. Battlefield 2042 will not have a voice chat on launch. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talking to people ruins games. I, I feel like it very much depends on the game. But like with a with a like a free like with how big battlefield multiplayer gets, I don't think it's really needed at the launch. And if you're gonna go voice chat, you're gonna play with your friends, you're gonna be in a Discord call anyway.
2: Yeah, exactly. And you won't have to I'm... worry about some kid going Wee! Battlefield Woo. Or the alternative, some kid just trying to play Battlefield, and some thirty-year-old telling him to—I don't know—do something he shouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, that too. That that too. It's uh, it's there's quite the spectrum of people. Just or, or you know, just even like you know, the the not the middle of the spectrum, the person who just left their fan on doesn't uh, know how to mute the mic. Ah, uh, yes, good Playing old the good old fan Mingo. mic.
1: Ah. Uh, Man, that takes me back to my Xbox for sixty days on Halo. <laughs> God, what a oh time. yeah. Um, in some delayment new, uh, I guess release date news. Rainbow Six Extraction uh ha- now has a release date of January twentieth, and will come with a buddy pass, uh, which will uh, be two buddy pass tokens specifically, uh, allowing you to basically give them to your friends, and they'll be able to play the game for free for two weeks. Uh, with you it won't be the full version it'll just be like the co-op for the, the th- i mean i guess it is co-op but yeah they'll be able to play with you uh for free but for two weeks after using the buddy pass codes in some dlc news the voss dlc for fire cry 6 it launches next week it'll be part of the 40 dollar season past of the post-launch content which will revisit the psy- psyches psyches ...of the series' most deranged villains. And this is part one of three, where we get to play as Voss and see his inner mind. After that, we get Pagan Min from Far Cry 4, and then Joseph from Far Cry 5. And uh, gets to show you the inner workings of their minds. And uh, the actors who played them are reviving their roles, which is always really cool. Uh, In more delayment news, the Valve Steam Deck has been delayed to 2022... Because they're not going to get it optimized enough until well, later in 2022. Because they're not going to get it optimized enough until later on. Which makes sense because they're still reviewing, re- reviewing the entire Steam library to make sure
2: every game can play on this. I feel like companies in general are getting weirdly gung-ho and not gung-ho. They can't like decide between if they want to announce everything and then push it back or announce nothing and just it release it someday
1: yeah that middle ground like, doesn't exist anymore i think
2: yeah because i i feel like games used to get announced at like e3 right there was e3 and you would get games that are announced that are about done and we get them released in a little bit right yeah they would come out for the now, holiday we- yeah yeah and now we have uh, metroid prime 4 that was announced in uh 20 what 16 2017? Yeah, 2017 yeah roughly 2017 2018 i think and uh we have no idea where the hell that game is oh uh, no we we, we we
1: know we know one thing when nintendo came out and said hey guys we had to start the game all over again
2: well well yeah but that was still two three years ago at this point wasn't it
1: oh yeah i guess it was it was like the following year before the next e3
2: yeah and then there was no e3 and we've had another e3 since then yeah it's been it's been a while we've heard nothing about this game and then on the flip side of that you know still nintendo breath of the wild 2 we heard the game exists woo let's go (laughs) (laughs) and uh then we were told guess what we're gonna hear about how it exists again in a year. Yeah, just can't wait. Yeah,
1: can't, can't I can't wait to be reminded that this game exists, bro. And we can't play it. And we can't play it. It's actually gonna be a movie with Chris Pratt as Link. <laughs> Good.
2: God. Good. Well, because then we have a movie where he doesn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's just chris pratt's grunts god I,
1: you see i'm excited i'm more excited now for the new garfield that's gonna come out because that's chris pratt as well
2: oh yeah yeah he's i don't know <laughs> chris pratt's an interesting individual he he uh, is I, I i like the prezzo tweet that is i swear these companies just googled actor and they picked the first person they saw <laughs> <laughs> and just, it happened to be chris pratt
1: Shigeru Miyamoto was a big fan of uh, Parks and Recreation. I mean, it's a good show, but... You see, Chris uh, Pratt on Parks and Recreation reminded him of Mario.
2: The Italian plumber. The Italian plumber. Ah. The way he likes butter.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um, In some shutting down news, Jump Force is shutting down. And will no longer be on the online stores come February 7th. All online support for the game will be shut down by August 24th, 2022. Rest in peace. Nobody really likes you, Jump Force. I'm
2: sure someone out there did.
1: I mean, there were probably but... a few people, but like a lot of the reception that game got was... Uh, I'm just going to go back to playing the other, uh, the other anime crossover games. Which yeah. makes sense, because I played one of them, and it was pretty good. And it's essentially the same cast, just without some of the modern characters that they had, like Black Clover or uh, some of the other stuff that was more modern. In some Pokemon news, we got a lot of it, because they dropped some more details, because next week it comes out, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, Pile Park, is gone. Instead, we're getting Romanus Park. It'll be an area for you to catch legendary Pokemon, the Jodo Beast and Ho-Oh for Brilliant Diamond, and Lugia and the Kanto Birds in Shining Pearl. As well, if you have data of Let's Go Eevee and Sword and Shield, you can receive Mew and Jirachi in the game, in um, that Flower Town, that's just north of Jubilife. There'll be a man and a woman standing in a field, and they'll just give you the mythical Pokemon, because <laughs> they somehow have them. How they got them, I don't know. Don't ask me. Ask not important. Them. No, it's not important either. Um, and if you have uh, Sword and Shield data when you play Legends Arceus, when that comes out next year, you can get a Shaman. Good. Too
2: hard to get that
1: thing. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Pokemon, for that one. And if you have uh, Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, you get uh, a little mask for Eevee and Pikachu in Legends Arceus. Right. Uh So those are some of the things that are coming to the games. I'm excited for next week. Uh, I just got to finish all my other games first. Because I'm finishing still in the... all your other games. I'm like 50 hours into Lost Judgment and I'm not even halfway done. So, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> I'm running out of time before Pokemon absorbs my life. Just become a speedrunner, Oh, bro. Knock it out. I partially am, but I only run SA2 and I'm not even sub 50 yet. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you're getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, in Animal Crossing news, in a sense, hey, you you know everybody's favorite holiday, Black Friday? Well, guess what? They're going to do a Black Friday sale in the game. Timmy and Tommy's Nook Corner store is going to have, uh, Black Friday sales. That's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. It's kind of weird, but also kind of cool at the same time. Uh, but really shows that capitalism is what drives the world of Animal Crossing um in the sussiest news amogus the sussy game among us had a five minute presentation showing off a bunch of new content that's out now they added an in-game store both with uh in-game currency and real currency because you can buy shit with your money if you wanted uh for cosmetics um a player experience bar because you're just like hey you can get a really big number and flex how much you play Among Us, uh, and also the new roles, uh, the alien, aka the shapeshifter, the engineer, which lets you go through vents, the scientist who will co- who can who can look at vitals anytime to see who's alive and who's dead, and the guardian angel, uh, who when you're dead you can put a shield on somebody and protect them from getting murdered, and uh, also in uh, more Among Us odd news that wasn't in. Uh, the presentation they're going to be collaborating with Riot's Arcane so you'll get some League of Legends skins in Among Us pretty soon and uh, speaking of League of Legends they're getting a rhythm game called Hextech Mayhem which I actually might play because I like rhythm games a lot
2: yeah I'm a fan you know I talked about some cadence earlier big fan of rhythm games excited to See that potentially. I can't wait for people
1: to mod the shit out of it and then put in a Hatsune Miku song and I mean that might just be in there day one. I mean hey, let's hope so, because I'm pretty cracked at Project Diva. <laughs> um in standalone game news, Borderlands 2, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, that DLC, the what's what essentially spawned the upcoming Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. That's now a standalone game release, and It's free on the Epic Games Store right now uh, with the standalone. It has a couple new things, a couple new quests and a few new guns, I think. Um, But it's a standalone now. In some taken-off-the-store for legal reasons, Metal Gear Solid 2 and Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, and basically any anthologies containing those games, are no longer for sale online because of expired licenses for historical footage used in those cinematic sequences, um, this also means that the Metal Gear Solid HD Collection will be leaving the PlayStation Now game streaming service, which I find very interesting. That um, you would think Konami would have had like the license; they would have just bought, downright bought, like full on like a share of the rights to use the stuff, and not just a license that would expire
2: um yeah the the legal parts of games i wouldn't be surprised if eventually uh nintendo couldn't sell sora anymore like it that stuff's really expensive and some companies are far more protective than others like the fact that sora exists at all yeah kind of incredible It, it really
1: is i'm happy it does But still, very incredible that it happened. Um, Final Fantasy XIV's Endwalker has been delayed by two weeks. Uh, Sorry, uh, Zach. My boy Zach, I'm sorry. I know you're probably hurting. I'm I'm sorry, my boy. Um, The early access now happens December 3rd, and the full release will be December 7th. Uh, In weird horror game follow-up news, uh, made of Skr, that horror game, is getting a follow-up that's a co-op shooter. Set in the same universe... Still kind of spooky, but it's a sh- shooter, and it's a co-op shooter, and I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, so yeah, uh, Scare uh, Ritual is what it's called, um, and we got some Fortnite news. Boba Fett, he's down in Fortnite, um, and uh, some actually, they, re- they actually took something out of Fortnite. The Travis Scott Out West emote was removed after what went down in Astro World with eight people uh, getting killed after Travis Scott uh, had people rush the stage. Uh, so they took that out.
2: Probably for the best. Yeah. Considering apparently this is like not his first time doing this. Yeah,
1: it's not his first time doing this either. Um, he's had this happen a bunch of other... I, 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 I don't remember if it was a couple times or it was at least one other time where it has happened. And uh, yeah, people have gotten hurt. So uh, yeah, it was
2: it was like hundreds injured, eight dead, to something that he like instigated at a concert, which is just insane. Yep. Oh yes. Turns out when you uh, get eight people killed, it's uh yeah. <laughs> uh, in the Bethesda news, they dropped
1: loads of concept art for their upcoming game, Starfield. So now people can look at that and wait even longer for that Xbox exclusive to come out. And also, uh, back to Skyrim Special Edition, the infamous Oblivion Horse Armor. That DLC is now free in Skyrim's Creation Club. So uh, now uh, instead of paying, like, what was it, like five bucks for Horse Armor was just purely cosmetic back in Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion. Now you can get it for free in Skyrim.
2: Wait, five bucks, like, DLC, like the DLC store? I thought, was, yeah. I thought Oblivion was like pre-DLC stores.
1: <laughs> no, it was not. It didn't have a lot of DLC, but uh, the Horse Armor DLC was... It, it, it's like one of the most infamous... One of the most famous DLCs for, like, how much... Of shit! It caused, <laughs> for, for
2: like people were up in arms about it. Like it was hilarious. I must not have been. Maybe I'm a lot younger than I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I just didn't get into Bethesda stuff until Fallout Three, so I must have just missed Oblivion stuff entirely. Possibly. I didn't get into into like Bethesda stuff until Skyrim.
1: So, yeah. Um, and some game of the year 2022 stuff because it's going to be up for contention elden ring had its network test that happened this weekend uh we are recording this on the saturday so it's actually in the middle of it right now but uh when you're listening to this on the monday onward it will have happened um so we'll have how it did next week but uh people were paying for selling us some of the codes to get into the network test on ebay and some people were selling it for upwards of $450 just to give pe- people a code to go play a game that won't be out till next year. Look, man,
2: we, we, we've covered that money is meaningless. True. <laughs> yes, very true. People just want to play their dang game. But, yeah.
1: Um, in some studio purchasing news, Unity has bought Peter Jackson's VFX studio, Weta Digital, for $1.6 billion. The engine developer will now acquire the tech behind films like The Lord of the Rings, Avatar, and Shang-Chi. I still need to see that. I do too. I've heard a lot of good things.
2: Yeah, I've only heard good things about it. In
1: Forza news, Forza Horizon 5 will be adding sign language support in a future update. Time. Yeah. Very interesting. Never actually thought of a video game adding sign language support.
2: I I don't know why, but when I think of Forza, I think of car games, which then brings me to, like, Need for Speed, right? So I, I kind of imagined, like, the, like, bikini ladies that, like, Wave the flag at the start of the need for speed arcade machines like sign languaging oh. for people, <laughs> but there's like still in there like bikini get ups
1: <laughs> it's It's like when you're listening to the the uh licensed music, just a little per, a person uh emerges in the side of it and starts signing you all the lyrics like at the rap concerts, oh yeah. Um, in some Souls news, it's not actually by, uh, from software, but Lies of P, the Pinocchio Bloodborne type game that, uh, got showed off a while back, uh, showed off two minutes of new alpha gameplay footage and my, oh my, this looks creepy and kind of cool. I showed uh, a friend of the podcast, Ryan, the trailer, and he's excited for this. He just loves the Souls games and, uh, yeah, he's all over this now. Um, and lastly, in the video game world, some sad news. Uh, competitive Overwatch player and Philadelphia Fusion member Kim Alarm Kongbo has died at the age of 20. A cause of death has not been provided.
2: That's
0: terrible.
1: Uh, love and support to all of those affected by this. And uh, um, and that's it for the world of video games and the world of card games. Uh, Pokemon Fusion Strike, that's out now. Uh, the latest of all of the card packs you can now go purchase loads of boxes with those cards and we know that brilliant stars is the next set that'll be coming out and that's not going to be coming out until february 25th and that'll feature those new v-star cards as well uh with arceus uh v-star arceus leading um the cards for that and uh TCG Live, that new Pokemon uh, card game video game, has been delayed to next year as well. There were originally, it was originally supposed to be out for like beta testing on iOS and uh, this uh, next month, I think. But uh, it's all just getting delayed to next year now. In the world of Yu Gi Oh! Maximum Gold El Dorado box, the pre orders are now available for that. Uh, The Grand Creator's Booster box comes December 3rd. Hidden Arsenal Chapter 1 comes January 28th, and The Battle of Chaos comes February 11th. And in Magic the Gathering, Innistrad Crimson Vow is out online right now, and the full release for it comes November 19th, which is next week. And lastly, in board game news, Familiar Tales, it's the next game from Jerry Hawthorne, the creator of Mice and Mystics, is now live for pre-order with an estimated delivery of January it's a blend of uh kind of like you get to choose your own adventure and it's uh you just follow these little mini figures and you the the story is all in like this little giant book. You get to choose the journey that you go on to escort this baby to safety. Baby uh, but that's everything that happened this past week, it's time to take a look ahead and figure out what should be on your radar from the week of November 15th to 21st.
0: From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar.
1: And starting off, on the Monday, no game releases, but on Tuesday, Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1 comes out for the PS5, Series X, and Xbox One and PC Surviving the Aftermath comes to the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And The Wild at Heart comes to the PS4. On Wednesday, Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier, comes out on mobile devices. This is the Final Fantasy Battle Royale game. And it's coming out, and uh, yeah, it is going to be weird. Uh, Tamarin comes to the Series X and Xbox One. Next Space Rebels comes to the Xbox One and PC. And Warhammer, Age of Sigmar, Tempest Fall comes to VR. On Thursday, Blood Rain revamped and Blood Rain 2 revamped come to the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. X01 comes to the Series X, Xbox One, and PC. Undungeon comes to the Xbox One, Series X, and PC. Microsoft Flight Sim, Game of the Year edition comes to the Series X, and PC. And Guild of Dungeoneering, Ultimate Edition comes to the PC. And lastly, on Friday, Battlefield 2042 comes to everything except the Switch. Nerf Legends comes to everything. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl come exclusively to the Switch. And Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation Code Fairy Volume 2 comes to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. And those
2: are all your games coming out next week. Any thoughts of those, Ike? I haven't paid attention to a game coming out in probably three or four years. Damn. <laughs> mm. I usually find out late, to be honest, that games are coming out. I just kind of live under a rock when it comes to new games. What was
1: the what was the last game that you were like focused on of when you when it was kind
2: of come out? Oh dear. Probably Mario Party? <laughs> like or I saw like I wasn't really like focused on it, but I did pre-order it. But like even then, I've only played it once since it came out. Is this uh, the, like the, the
1: Superstars it. or uh, Super Mario? Yeah, yeah. Oh. The Super oh, Okay, the, the brand one. new one. Because I God. wanted
2: to do some like stream content with it. You know, nice little casual game to play with friends. Yes. But, well, a nice um, casual yeah.
1: game to play with friends until those friendships get tormented and pushed to the edge <laughs> of their seats because exactly. Mario Party.
2: Because Mario Party. It's like Monopoly except uh, it ends. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very true. <laughs> um, uh, yeah I mean, uh, I mean I'm excited for Pokemon I've been excited since they announced that Diamond and Pearl were getting remakes in quotations it's basically the base it's basically not a lot as is, is changing really it's just getting a coat of paint but I'm still, I'm still happy because like I love Diamond so much and Platinum is like my all time favorite game so like the Gen 4 games have held a special place in my heart for a long time so I'm excited
2: yeah, I'm a big fan of the uh, of Gen 4 in general. Uh, and I'm I'm a huge Pokemon fan, but I just happen to have other things going on because I, I am excited about that game's release. I'm just like. I don't know how to put it, just it happened to be busy and like financially unable to get it, and I guess I just have Diamond and Pearl. Like, in the other room, and it makes it hard for me to be like, yeah, I should also go get it again. Yeah. Even though I'm not adding anything. We're getting Robinist Park. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> as someone who has... Yeah. Uh, my partner has a living Pokemon Dex. Ooh. So it's uh, every single Pokemon in the decks, all 900-something she has in Pokemon Home stored i'm almost there i'm only missing like
1: five nice i'm i I, and like most of them are gonna be in the fucking uh game coming up like i'm missing deoxys still because i ended up selling my 3ds in all the games uh including omega ruby which i had the deoxys in before i got home so uh yeah lost the deoxys Uh, I'm missing Arceus, which I'm assuming you'll probably get in Legends Arceus. Hopefully. (laughs) Uh, Shaman, but we now know where we can get Shaman.
2: Yeah, which those are like the hardest ones to get. Like those in like Melowetta or Melowetta. I'm
1: missing. Manaphy I'm missing, but we're getting a new Manaphy egg with the release of it. So I got Manaphy. I think there's one more. Um,
2: I think it's, oh, Hoopa. Oh, yeah, Hoopa was a hard one to get, too. A lot of them were just like, oh, yeah, make sure you sh- show up at a GameStop location within, like, a two-week period. Bring your DS with you, and they'll send you one. Yeah. It's just like, bruh. <laughs> yeah, the good old days. God, I... This was, I, like, a year ago. I think I did Hoopa, or, like, two years ago? Hoopa was, Hupa, like, a I remember I one. did
1: the... Oh, God, when did I do the Hoopa? I did the Hoopa event that was in Oris. The,
2: who was, Hoopa was in Oris? Yeah, they did. Do, they really put cool. Hoopa
1: in Oris. They also put Volcanyon in Oris, I believe.
2: Huh. I thought both of those were. They
1: were like. We knew about them because of data leaks in uh, X and Y, but they were fully. Re- they weren't actually. Their events happened in Oris.
2: Huh.
1: Hoopa's For event reason... happened because that's when the Hoopa movie was coming out. It, it, it's
2: been a while, but they have. They've all happened. I swear. Oh my god, Hoopa was 2015. I thought that Hoopa was, uh or yeah, all of these, like, Vulcanian. I thought they were all Gen 7, but I guess they're all Gen 6. That's crazy.
1: Gen 7's Mythicals were Magirna and Zeraora. I think that was the only two that they had, actually, for Mythicals. Gen 7 was lacking on the Mythicals. <laughs> yeah, I mean they do have. But I mean they have like so many others. Like they're up there for like having the most legendary Pokemon beside. Uh, yeah, Diamond and Pearl.
2: Yeah, their legendaries are okay. So Gen Eight is Zarude. Gen Seven is Magirna, Marshadows, Aurora, Meltan, and Melmetal. Oh yeah, Gen... Marshadow. Eh. Gen
1: Six is Diancie, Hoopa, and Volcanion. Gen Five is Keldeo, Genesect and Meloetta. Gen 4, Darkrai, Arceus, uh, and Shaman. And
2: Victini. Oh,
1: and Victini, yeah. You keep... Oh, I'm also missing Vict... Am I missing Victini? I think I'm missing Victini. I don't remember am if I'm I missing Victini. Victini's weird because they put Victini at the very beginning of the Gen 5 decks. Because in Black yeah. and White, the Victini event happened at launch, and it was number zero in the Pokedex. That's how they get you. That's how Victini gets ya, man. It was a cool event, though, going to, like, the little island where he lives
2: yeah i remember having my Victini teeny at the start of my pokemon black god what a good game <laughs> i will i
1: hey with we know that th- those remakes are next when they do re- remake a game i'm uh,
2: here's hoping that they're i mean there might re- be a, like i feel
1: like there might be a johto because people are su- are suspecting a let's go johto game uh, so I feel, i feel like that will be the next remake we get but like after that a black and white remake. It would be cool if we get, like, both, like, black and white and black 2, white 2. As, like, uh yeah. uh like a, you get, like, both versions of it. And it's like, hey, you beat the first game, now do it all over again with the second game. And play the sequel right
2: after it. <laughs> I do like how black and white 2, unlike, like, Platinum, right, is, like, a... Or even, like, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Black and white 2 is a new game. It's... New trainer, new
1: rival. Same yeah, region, no, but it's like a, a proper sequel.
2: Yeah. The first is,
1: mainline game to have a proper sequel. It's one of it's probably my favorite game in the series. Honestly, if I if I uh, probably played and like did more with black and white, I pro- it probably would be mine too, but I I don't know why, but my young child brain was like, "Okay, cool. Beat the Pokémon." <laughs> And I did not yeah, give I, like two rats ass about the story as a child. Like now, like I I rewatched uh well, rewatch, I watched Chuck of Conroy's playthrough of Black one. And I'm like, damn, there was actually a really good
2: story in this game. Yeah, the sto- it's like kinda extra. Yeah. <laughs> it's like super extra. Um but the story overall is rather good, especially for a Pokemon game. Um and then black and white two also has a good story. And then like one of the best like end games of any Pokemon game. Yeah. By a long shot. I think they're I think the reason they fell flat. Was because black and white one was really weird. They did something they'd never done before, which was every single Pokemon that you interact with from the start of that game until you beat the elite four and like the story is Gen 5 Pokemon. There's no Pikachu or anything until you're done. Mm-hmm.
1: The only other game that was that was ever done with was Red and Blue, because at the time, those were the only Pokemon.
2: Yeah, it's the only other game to have a 151, you know. And uh, I think that that just kind of caused a lot of people to be frustrated. Similarly, you know, the new Pokemon game comes out, and you only can get 400 Pokemon. Oh my God, my favorites were cut. It's just like people really get upset about the old stuff being gone because of this precedent that uh, Game Freak has set, where just every Pokemon game has every Pokemon mm-hmm. up to that point.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for Gen Nine when we. You know, I, I I honestly think that we'll get reach the uh, over a thousand Pokemon come Gen Ten, <laughs> with how they how many Pokemon they usually add a uh, per generation. I'm curious where do you stand on the national decks thing? honestly like at first I was kind of like a little disappointed a little bit but as like I as like time was coming out and I saw more people just getting mad at it I just came like you know what I've accepted it I'm fine like let's just I just want to play the game I, I, I stopped caring at a point that I'm like you know what let's just let's just go. Like,
2: fuck. Let's go? Let's go? go?
1: (laughs) As much as, as, like, yeah, 900 fucking Pokemon in this one game. It gets a little much. It gets much, yeah. I feel like maybe, like, they will do, they will come back to it, like, maybe, like, every three generations at this point. They'll maybe be like, oh, hey, you can move all your Pokemon in here. But I feel like now that they have Pokemon Home, you don't need to anymore. You're going to put all your Pokemon into Pokemon Home. And then you can just drag yourself into the main game. So you, and technically, Pokemon Home is all the generations. So technically, all the Pokemon are still here. So that's that's kind of where I stand on it.
2: Yeah, me too. I actually want them to meet you with something similar to Black and White or they make uh, a new game that just has new pokemon. That would be and nice. You
1: can't use the old ones. That would be so nice because it would it would let that it would let the the game shine with like it would let the new pokemon shine a lot more too.
2: It would let the new pokemon shine. It would give the team the opportunity to make the game good instead of make the game mediocre with as many things in it as possible. Right? Uh you know, everyone was mad that you know got the new pokemon game and they cut the decks but it looks like shit uh and to be fair it kind of did and just like how how good would this game have been if they only had to program in so many or only had to animate so many pokemon you know
1: yeah it would have been a lot better
2: yeah or you know it could have been it could have it could have been
1: they could have had doggo doing an actual doggo turn instead of walking in place being rotated on a fucking axis
2: yeah that shit was questionable yeah
1: just a little uh, bit (laughs) you know we'll see where it goes well nothing about pokemon we've been talking about pokemon for a bit and we're not even in the main topic yet (laughs) uh so it's time for us to figure out what those main topics are it's time for us to see what we're talking about this week in the game
0: lounge covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests Here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge.
1: And to start us off, our first topic of the day, toxicity in team games. This is part one of the topic. We got two parts to this, but we're going to start with this here. Uh, and Ike came to me with these topics. And so
2: to start it off, Ike, how do you want to start this? I, I can even segue it with uh, Pokemon. There's a, there's a Pokemon uh, MOBA pokemon unite oh yeah there is really, uh spoiled a lot of people as they were unable to talk to other people while playing as someone who's been playing team games like i said i've been playing dota since 2006 i I've, I've played halo gears of war call of duty starcraft warcraft 3 etc 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 i've played every type of online game under the sun more or less And uh, or I guess I'm a gamer, so under the moon (laughs) Uh, and it sucks how many good games are ruined by people just being toxic to some degree. Right. Yeah. Um, And I have, you know, people will ask me frequently, you know, I am a Twitch streamer, so I get questions, you know, what is your favorite game? And I'll say, you know, it's Dota 2. And they'll be like, oh, you know, I wanted to try that game, but I heard that everyone's so toxic and I can't tell them, though. No. And it's just like, yeah, no, if you play this game, you have to be uh, willing to endure just some of the worst people on the planet. And I think so. The reason I want to talk about it is because uh, I think it's very important that it shifts off of toxicity. And people start to realize like why games are so toxic, and it's usually team games because of this concept of you know want to blame someone else, right? Like your your win or loss is entirely based off of other people to a degree. Um, and uh, have you have you ever played a MOBA or a, you know a so Counter Strike type game? I have played. Uh,
1: what was it? I played. I downloaded League of Legends. I got three minutes in the tutorial and shut it down.
2: All right. League of Legends is, you know, an extremely popular game, and I've dabbled in it quite a bit. It came out after Dota, so I was like, oh, what's this? You know, I play this other game that's similar. It's actually made. They're made by uh, basically the same people, like initially. Fun fact. Oh yeah, uh, I think it's Ginso. There's it a guy named Ginso and a guy named Ice Frog, and I think someone else. Oh, yeah. Ice. Oh, okay, Dota. yeah,
1: I recognize the name Ice Frog, and that's mostly yeah. because okay, so I wanted to bring this up when you mentioned Dota 2. <laughs> I knew the most things about Dota 2 because of a song by Area 11, who were the people who basically composed and performed the Yogscast outro theme to their videos back in the day Mm -hmm. and they did a all i ever wanted was to see you smiling parody that was all i ever wanted was the
2: dota 2 beta oh that was actually surprisingly hard to get into
1: yeah i heard that i mean that's basically what the song was about was where the fuck's my beta key
2: yeah it it took a long time for a lot of people to get in. I actually used my friend's code for the first, like, year. Oh, wow. And then I finally got in. Damn. Um, yeah, because I was, you know, an avid Dota player. Yeah. And my buddy just happened to get in. I was just like, all right, well, you don't even play Dota. Give me that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Give me that key. Yeah. Well, I had to use his account, so his key. But, yeah, you know, it worked. Got me playing the game back in the olden days um but yeah all all team games have this issue and i think that you know it's a way deeper subject right uh of in general we're kind of taught in schools not to fail and that failing is bad and that yeah you shouldn't fail failing is bad so when we are faced with losing or failure not only do we have to deal with the negativity of you know our rank going down or our going down the drain uh we also have to deal with like the rep, you know uh, what what do we do next right and everyone just you know i can't be my fault so it's got to be someone else's because we just lack the ability to blame ourselves for anything uh i also think that that has expanded in why Battle Royales are as successful as they are because they are a single player game with RNG elements. Keep allowing players to always blame the game because you can always just say you didn't get the good drops, right? You landed in a bad spot. This guy got the shotgun. He you didn't. That's why you lost. You can always blame the game or someone else and just jump right back into another one. It's like crack cocaine. Sort of? Sort of. Uh, slightly less dangerous. Yeah, yeah
1: slightly but, less dangerous. You won't end up but It's up very in, uh, addicting. You, uh, you, you, you won't end up in uh, no, uh, middle of nowhere, Texas at yeah. 2 p- a.m.
2: I, I, I would put it similar, more to like gambling, right? Ooh, instead yeah. of gambling money, you're gambling time. Yeah. Uh, and, and happiness, because you're, you're hoping you're, you're going gambling, to get this, You're like, gambling enormous.
1: happiness. Yeah, that's a good... That's a really good way to put it, is... Do I want to be happy today? Gets shot in the face? No, I don't. Smashes desk in half.
2: Yep, or gets the thing you want, batter, battle royale victor, or whatever. Chicken, chicken dinner. Or... buck bok Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you're just like, cool. You know, you get that high, that adrenaline of winning. And, you know, I just... I feel like the first thing that people talk about when they talk about League of Legends, Counter-Strike, Overwatch, Dota, all these games is always how toxic they are. And it's just so unfortunate because a lot of them are really good games and you just can't play them with people. And like, I really want more games. Ugh. I don't know how to actually punish that. Right. Right. Um, I know a lot of people playing Pokemon Unite really enjoy the fact that you can only talk with the pre made things. Like you can still talk to your team, just only with, you know, the Pokemon default, you know, I'm going here, right? And it's just, you can't say these. You can't say the gamer words. Yeah, you can't say gamer words, none of them. And personally, it made it uh, far more enjoyable for me. It was like a breath of fresh air. Um, And I think it was the same for a lot of others as well, because that is like the first thing that people seem to say when. You know, I talk about Dota or when people talk about League of Legends or any of these games, and I don't know what needs to be done to shift the attitude, but I think talking about it is a good step one. Something that I hold near and dear to me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what percentage would you say is like the toxic chat like how much of it is like toxic like is because is it all toxic or is there like a good percentage of it like what percentage would you say is it is toxic
2: people are nice probably for the first until something goes wrong (laughs) it's just as soon as something goes wrong and MOBAs are like uh, so this is especially MOBAs, uh, you know. Depending, you know, Overwatch is a little different. You know, Counter Strike, you can lose a round and it gets kind of toxic. You can do something stupid and it gets kind of toxic, uh, or just like it's toxic from the start. Some people are just like that. I I knew a guy who was one of the nicest people I'd ever met. He was an IRL friend. I played Dota with him, and he just went off. And I I asked him after we played. He was like, "Oh yeah, this is where I let it all out." I'm just like, man, you can't just do that. These are real people that you're playing this game with. I I guess to answer the question, 80% of all chat that I see is toxic. Ooh.
1: That's pretty high. Cuz
2: I feel like most of the time people don't say anything until there's something negative to say. It's the opposite of, if you you don't have anything
1: nice, don't say it at all. It's like, if you have uh, something to say, it's like, if you want to be nice, don't say anything. And when things, if you want to be mean, say everything.
2: Yeah, it's, it's kind of messed up, but that's definitely how it is. It's just like, when things are going right, you have nothing to say. It's essentially, job
1: team. it's always just like, it's a calm before the storm.
2: Exactly. And then sometimes the storm never comes because you just win your game and it's great. Although, Although. (laughs) I I have found even when you win the game, the game ends and then someone on the enemy team goes, yeah, but I I won middle or uh, you know, someone on your team starts trash talking and it's just like, guys, shh, shh. You're playing a video game. This is fine. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know. I, I, I was toxic for a long long time and it's so tiring and i i I can't do it anymore i have a setting in dota where i cannot see any chat it doesn't exist in league i believe i have to manually mute everyone every single game yeah same Valorans, i know same that i know
1: that league introduced the thing to certain i know that it's like like a beta test of like you can't talk in all chat yeah yeah that's i mean i think that's a kind of like a good step in the right direction for neff
2: Sort of. It, it's a good step. I don't know why we ever had the ability to talk to the enemy team. Yeah. It's like literally just for trash talking. Yeah. I've never seen... You've never seen, okay.
1: hey, guys, good luck. Hope, yeah. hope you win. <laughs> LOL, just kidding. Yeah.
2: Hope <laughs> for a good game. Let's have a good oh.
1: respectable match,
2: my fine young chaps <laughs> it's just i don't know what happened i don't know why people are are like this but it's just like the first thing that comes up and it's true and i i everyone always talks about it but yet nothing ever changes so yeah you're hoping that one day people will uh, figure out how to play video games without telling people Gamer words <laughs> yeah, just 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 play your game uh and, and it really really sucks in certain games because they are team games. I need to talk to my team, or like you know say what's going on. These are communicative games, and it's just I, I have to decide, do I want to be a better teammate and try a little bit harder to win, or do I want to be happy, and uh I unfortunately have to choose the I want to be happy because I have other shit. Going on in my
1: life. <laughs> yeah, this actually relates back to a topic we talked about last week uh, with Apex Legends uh, being a team game and doing solo queues, where you're basically put with strangers. And um, Nick Rule, who we had last week, he, he, I mean, I'm not gonna say he isn't uh, toxic because he he go he'll go off on people who are aren't. Uh, like they don't have a mic but they're if they don't have a mic but they're also not using like the in-game cues to communicate with that and
2: whatnot so it's it's frustrating yeah yeah no it's it's absolutely frustrating that you have you know i'm not even gonna talk just about like an apex legends right having someone who doesn't tell you things in games like that where information is like One of the most important things, probably next to aim. (laughs) Um, Because if you're just bad, you're just bad. Yeah. Go on
1: Uh, uh, aimbot.com or whatever the the, the site is that you can practice your aim.
2: I know I have a a thing bookmarked. It's uh, So That We May Be Free. Oh. And it's a website where you get to practice smokes in (laughs) Counter-Strike. Oh. Neat. There it is. So That We May Be Free. Oh, it's dead! Oh. Oh wow, that's so sad.
1: R- pour, pour one out. Rest in peace. Oh sevens.
2: Yeah, damn. At least I still have spray.training. Nice. Spray training still works. Wait, spray training is dead too. Alright, everything <laughs> I know is dead. <laughs> <clears throat> and we use aim lab now, I guess. Aim lab, that's what I, that's what the, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, people are crazy at aim lab, but uh, at the end of the day, no matter how good your aim is, if you don't pay attention to stuff, you're screwed. Information's the number one thing.
1: I've definitely, like,
2: I found that that I've I've just gotten worse at shooters. They take a lot of practice. I doubt you're getting worse and that other people are just getting better because people practice so much more than they used to. True. Because I sometimes have, like, the odd good match when I do
1: jump back into... Master Chief collection here and there. And I have like the odd good match. I'm like, oh, damn. I do I, I, damn, I still have it. And then the next match, I'm completely eviscerated. I'm like, or do I?
2: Yeah. I, I think a lot of that just comes down to the fact that people these days are so good. Yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons why I stopped playing a lot of shooters. It's just like, if, if I'm not playing this every single day, I'm going to get destroyed. Uh, and it was just like yeah I'll stick to my low execution games <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I'll stick to my JRPGs thank you very much <laughs> Um, what demog- would you say that there's
2: a demographic that's more toxic than another I, I would say that there used to be a demographic that was more toxic and it was the uh, older generation but I think nowadays if you're in if you're a younger group of people frequently plays these games you're around it and that you think that that's the culture so you absorb it i don't think there is no they're all (laughs) they're all bad it's it's all Um, accumulated to one yeah and like you know i I remember i've been all ranks of dota i've been i was a pretty low rank i climbed to pretty high ranks i was in top something rather Uh, And then I fell back down, I'm washed up now, and I'm back in the middle ranks. And it is toxic from the bottom (laughs) all the way to the top. There is no breaks, and it's insane that you can get called trash when you're the number one player in the world and number 500,000th in the world. You're still trash to someone else. Well, hey, at least we're hot trash. (laughs) Yep. Hot garbage. Hot garbage.
1: Which is also what I call Hot Topic.
2: (laughs) But that's another story. (laughs) I don't know if you saw, but recently there was like a whole thing where a bunch of people at Hot Topic are like, uh... Not quitting, the other word. Striking. Because apparently they try to pay their employees almost entirely in uh, discounts on Hot Topic. Oh,
1: stuff. oh no. So, no, that, Hot Topic, what are you yeah. doing? No! <laughs> you do not pay the big titty goth girlfriends that. No. It's not what exactly. they want.
2: But, yeah, here's hoping things get better in the future. Just, you know, realize before you scream into the mic you s- or scream onto your keyboard that the other people that are ruining your match or ruining their match too they're just trying their
1: best is there anything that the devs can do or like what would be like the next steps that the developers can put in to try to make things less toxic
2: the only thing i can think of other than remove talking to people is just like i don't i don't There, it would have to be like some kind of you would need moderators right? But even then you have to report people that are, there's nothing that isn't overkill, unfortunately. Cause I I could think of another option and it's more of like uh I think Korean video games have a thing um where you sign up with your social security number of some sort. So if you get banned in that game, you're out of there. You are never playing it ever again. Because you need your goddamn social to play it. You only get one of those. That's... are not... It's... Something Kind else. of an extreme, That though, is very...
1: Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, I know we, yeah. had, we talked about the, the curfew thing. Uh, when they made Minecraft uh, rated M mature because they didn't want uh people kids playing that uh past uh, a certain time and that was the only way to make sure they did it because only adults could then play minecraft who were not in the that effect but god
2: damn yeah it's it's pretty serious but you know i'm sure it works
1: Yeah, at least to some degree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's where it's like every match you see. Hello, good salutations, good sir. Translated, of course. Salutations. Yeah. Have a fantastical match. I hope to see you after this game. (laughs) They're like, ah, yes, good sir.
2: Or, Or just talk about the game. You don't have to be super overly friendly. Just be like, hey, man, we're gonna go fight over here or oh there's a guy on your left that's all you have to say when you're playing a video game it doesn't have to be uh you know tell me your life story it doesn't have to be tell me about your dead dog or, <laughs> i have heard about people's dead dogs i've heard about people's houses on fire i've heard about their pizza in the oven that's that's a common one that's that's like the secret strat if you'd ever need to pause your game tell them that your pizza's in the oven you gotta go get it out and everyone respects that one
1: that's a, that's That right there is a life hack. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: but enough on that topic. It really is just something that i you know I'm passionate about. I want to see change, but I don't see it happening. And there's nothing that you can just do. It just kind of has to happen over time as the society shifts. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it, it really is. It's a, hard, it's a hard one to combat. It's just be nicer, folks. Only you uh, can prevent forest fires and toxicity in video games. They're very similar. They're very similar. All it It takes is a little spark. Uh, Okay, moving on to the second part of this first topic, accessibility in single-player games.
2: So this one is a similar thing, where it's just kind of something that's not talked about. He also to have really heated opinions on it. I've talked about it a few times recently, and usually the example that I go into is Dark Souls. I think Dark Souls should have an easy mode. Interesting. I think every game that is super difficult or super easy should have the alternative. So that everyone can play the game. And a lot of people come back at that with, well, shouldn't the developers be able to decide how hard their game is and blah, 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 blah. Just instead of calling it easy, medium, and hard, call it intended and easy. Oh, sort of like um, what Fire Emblem does. Yeah. Fire Emblem absolutely does that. Yeah, because
1: that that is what Fire Emblem, it has the essentially the easy mode where like if your units fall in battle you don't have to worry. You're fine. But in the if you do it in normal mode, it's like, yeah, if they die, they're dead.
2: Yep. And then at hardcore, it's like, yeah, if they die, they're dead and uh, everything hits like double. Yeah. So. That's for real gamers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a struggle and a half. Uh, yeah. I,
1: I've I've only ever played. Oh, what have I played? I played one Fire Emblem game through and through, and that was Shadows of Valentia. Phenomenal game, by the way. I love Shadows of Valentia so much. Such a great game. But uh yeah, what
2: are you, what are your thoughts on this on this topic? <sighs> okay, so
1: I've always been in the boat of, you know what, Dark Souls are a game. I'm just not gonna pick it. I'm our game that I'm not gonna pick up just because of the difficulty spike. Like, parts of me are like, you know what? I wouldn't mind giving it a try just to see if I am any good at it. But it's it's also just I've also never really been into never got really into Dark Souls to
2: really desire playing it, sure. But like, I feel uh, how much of that is because you've been told it's so hard because uh, I, I i feel like it discourages people, uh, yeah, to a degree, slash sets an expectation like, oh, that's the hard game, you know, that's the game that's you know, you ever you just die all the time and get mad, and it's just like, uh. Couldn't there be a mode for people who don't want to get good? You know, and who does that hurt?
1: Does it doesn't hurt anybody? Like exactly having like, and they could easily like call it like baby mode too if they wanted to. You know, like yeah, I mean, they want to discourage people from using it, but it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. Like having it there, and you do bring up that good point. It's really it it gives more people that experience. Yeah, and I and de- ex- part of yeah, and with video games being becoming even like a more popular medium nowadays as well, and like and fuck, like another good example, Detroit Become Human, like and like those those heavy story driven games, like the, that that's one of them. Uh, Until Dawn, that like yeah, there's like the really easy, There is an easier mode that requires less input, so you can more focus on the story. But there is a more harder mode where you got to do more inputs and it'll make things harder for you if you want to get certain endings and stuff like that having it in there like even for dark souls which is again its whole gimmick is being hard like that's the gimmick but there's so much
2: more to that there
1: it absolutely is like the world itself is it's like this gorgeous like disaster of like decrepit decaying world like the medieval fantasy theme is like done so well with it, and the creepy monsters and shit like that, it's so yeah. good. And like having the be, be like and experiencing it just through like somebody else playing it, sure, that's one way to go about it. But like, the, like thinking about it like objectively, like this, there should be like I I'm with I I kind of with you on this.
2: Yeah, I mean I I, I people have tried to tell me a bunch of different things about like you know it's up to the developers not the you know uh not not, not the people like we can't make it accessible for everyone so why even bother and it's just man why why should that stop us from trying why should that keep us from having these people have the ability to play the game because uh not everyone has the time to get good not everyone has the patience to get good but everyone can enjoy a good game yeah and they shouldn't be gate kept from such. Yeah, uh, I I I get that it's a little bit more work in some cases, more than others, but I think it's worthwhile to get more people to play your game. Ultimately, that gets you more sales, I would imagine. So, hopefully, that's something more and more people start to consider. Developers, AAA A companies, double A, nine volts, all the different developing companies. <laughs> I think to
1: that extent, it's like, okay, yeah, if you want to... I, I say this, why not put a harder mode for, like, a really fucking easy games? Like Pokemon. Exactly. Like Pokemon. O- Pokemon. Pokemon, the, over the years, has gotten progressively easier.
2: I agree. I, I do think that Pokemon has built-in ways for you to make it harder... But they're not. They're, it's not the same. It, it, as it's the really not the same. Hard.
1: Yeah, it's really not the same as the game being harder. Harder. Like, give us a give us a difficulty where like, hey, a lot of the trainers in the early game will have, maybe like a couple levels higher, or their Pokemon maybe have like perfect IVs, and it's like you just got your regular ass Chimchar or whatever.
2: Good luck. Yeah, this Beedoo's about even, to kick your ass. Uh, even like a different know approach than that could be something along the lines of uh you know like we were talking about earlier they have more competitive built team because yeah having them have higher levels just means you grind the you know you just hit more pokemon in the grass and that just that it doesn't add difficulty that adds time and that kind of sucks do what like black
1: if you do what black and white did where like wild pokemon battles after a certain point give you like diddly squat
2: yeah but You know, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. That could be I I remember watching a long video about it. Like, what if instead of uh, so you you can make it so you don't get experience from grinding. Right. So you have to fight trainers so you never uh, like a big level difference. But instead, it's like team building. Right. You have to you're fighting against people using like rain teams and whatnot or using like X speeds and leftovers. And you really have to like. Construct new teams to fight new people you know this gym's going to be using these types of pokemon you put together a team that'll beat that almost like a like a card game-esque thing and that could be fun different original but a lot more work (laughs) yeah um and something like that like in some games it's easier to implement difficulty options than others because i think if you just go to pokemon and say hey we're gonna make everything a higher level and we're gonna get less experience that for a lot of people is going to mean hey i'm gonna sit in this patch of grass for the next couple days and then i'll go back to playing (laughs) the game plop my ass (laughs) in grass and uh
1: touch it (laughs) (laughs) the the grass or the ass one of those both (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> yes. Okay. But
2: uh Yeah, that's that.
1: Yeah. Um you see when you when you brought this um uh, topic up, uh I was thinking, oh, like you know, like accessibility as in like uh what what what's the word? Like uh color blindness stuff or That is
2: also as someone who is colorblind. Oh shit, really uh, red, green. Oh fuck. There's a lot of yeah, it's just it's just red green, but there's still a lot of stuff in games that It's just like, man, I can't believe you don't have a colorblind mode. Like, even uh, Among Us, right? Among Us had that wire minigame. I couldn't. I could. I struggled. Yeah, that ass. (laughs) And 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 it took them what, like two months to be like, oh yeah, we added symbols for it. Just like, oh great, it's fixed. Finally. How hard was it for you to think about this? Just just a second.
1: Yeah. What What do you think should be standard for uh, those types of features? What are the the standards that should be? In all games now, for when it comes to
2: like this type of accessibility when it comes to other types of accessibility, I think that what should be standard is you hire someone who's a professional in accessibility to look over your game and be like, "Here are some issues, and here are easy fixes There aren't easy fixes for everything, but for a lot of them there are, and if you cover those bases, you will make quite you know significant strides, add symbols instead of just colors, add you know voice actors add Subtitles. uh, Subtitles. Add someone who does, you know, the the hand signals. Yeah. Add compatibility to, or or a huge one, a huge one that games hate having for some stupid reason. It's getting, you know, over time, it's gotten better and better and better. Allow you to map your controller to whatever. Yes. Okay. Yes. Controller mapping is huge. That's a huge one. I'm with you on that one. That Um, one should be in a lot more games. I recently started speedrunning Pokemon White does not have the ability for you to map A to L, which is just a far more comfortable button to mash all of the time. Yeah, um, it sucks, especially on uh, a DS system. Yeah, yeah, I'm sitting here. That game's like forty percent text. Yeah, sitting here. Just...
1: That, that's what that's what Pokemon gets for making a story-based game. Forty percent more text. Yeah, too much text. Too much text too much in my pokemon LPG. game disgusting
2: but yeah it's just it's just little things i i think it's weird that that stuff's not as heavily considered when a lot of the time the answer is just add a little symbol there or add like a color filter yeah i know that i i've seen
1: the for the colorblind thing a lot i see a lot of the uh just like uh the the palette swap thing the where it has like the various types of colorblindness I you able to scroll through to adjust it and I'm like oh those are always cool because I'm like hey my boy Zach because he's also colorblind uh, can uh, use it finally
2: yeah and there's a lot of stuff where it's like oh yeah you're going to want to dodge the green poison but you want to stand in the purple stuff and it's just like well good thing I can see those two colors separately because otherwise I'd be screwed <laughs> and I have a friend who is like full on monochrome colorblind Oh shit, I see shades of Shades of gray, 50 of them. Shades of gray, eh, I think it's for like 30. <laughs> I don't know how many, I don't know, I've never asked. But enough shades to like tell differences in shades, but not enough to be like, you know, oh yeah, that's clearly the red. That's clearly the, you know, yellow, right?
1: As the symbols, don't stand in the triangle smoke.
2: Well, if you make the smoke look different, Make it, you know, oh, yeah, the smokes look like this, but the fire looks like this. And you show them and you show, like, obviously the fire's red, the smoke's like a dark gray or something. But also the way that they, you know, look on the ground is different, different shapes of the outlines. Yeah, there's there's little things they can do. And then all you have to add is in the text, they point out the difference between the two things other than just the color and just uh, i don't know there's uh, there's a lot of little things in accessibility that people have just like looked over for a long yeah, time yeah it,
1: it's it, it's crazy to see. it's kind of crazy to think that like especially with like how the years have gone on that they would try to be more like hey people who uh can't see colors or are deaf we got you i can't wait the uh, I, I can't wait for the first game to come out in braille <laughs>
2: hey you know i've seen crazier things well i think usually you have a screen reader oh okay yeah yeah okay anything else you want to add that's uh, no that's that's it for that it's it's something that i talk about a lot and care a lot about but it, especially when people agree with me it's just like all right cool
1: yeah <laughs> yeah but, but no uh... you, you
2: you really raise like back, going back
1: to the dark souls one it's like you raise a really good point like why limit people to like experience like these really epic things like just give us get, put it in put it in easy mode like fuck if you want to like do, like you could even restrict it like hey you can't really earn achievements in this either be like you know what that's exactly. fine i can still play through this game and that's fine with me. And then I can get like more comfortable with it in easy mode. And if I feel feeling spicy today, I'll maybe try that hard mode.
2: Yeah. It just incentivizes more people to play and have fun. It would
1: also maybe boost the sales a bit more.
2: Exactly. Or you might lower it. Cause the people who were like, what the heck you made my game easier. Ah. Yeah. I, <sighs> at the end of
1: the day, capitalism wins. Alrighty. Uh, with that then, We'll move on to our second topic, or our, I guess our third topic. That uh, is some is some speedrunning because you are a speedrunner. I am indeed. So when did you start speedrunning and what was the first game that you speedran?
2: ran? started speedrunning in 2016. 17? I think it was 2016. Yeah. Like, late 2016. And I started with uh, Spongebob Battle for Bikini Bob. Oh, shit! Let's go. I ran that for about a year, and then I moved on to Ocarina of Time, and then I moved on to Breath of the Wild, and then I went back to Ocarina of Time, and then SM64, then Majora's Mask, and then Ocarina of Time, and then... We found something called SRM. Not going time, and I said nope, and moved on over to Twilight Princess, and I have ran that for almost two years straight. Wow, that is basically all I play now. <laughs> that's a that's a quite the journey. Yeah, I went around, went around the block. As for dang sure, <laughs> yeah. So, what was your big draw then with sticking with Twilight Princess? It was really fun. <laughs> all of the other games, all of the other games, got to this point really quickly, where I felt like there was this big wall, and I had to do so much to get through this wall, and I didn't really enjoy it. You know, I was just uh, was just hitting my head against this wall and hoping that I just get better at it. But then I make one mistake, and it's like, oh, it's over. And it just wasn't very fun for me. But in Twilight Princess, just like the the foundation of the game being that you just like, I don't know, it's like the basic movement felt nice. And I was just like, I like this, I can do this. And so I kept with it. And uh I guess now I also speedrun Pokemon White One. I did my first run on Friday. This is Saturday. That was uh very different. But fun, and I'm happy to start branching out. Speedrunning is something that's uh, a big part of my life at this point, considering it's basically my job to <laughs> speedrun and entertain strangers. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Ah. And when you initially asked me, you know, like, what kind of stuff I want to talk about? I, the reason I didn't put speedrunning on that list is because it's really not something that I think about that I do (laughs) anymore. I kind of just that's just what I do. Uh, I've always been someone who plays. I've still played Dota. I play Dota and now I play Twilight Princess and like that's it. And I'm just the kind of person who can have rice and chicken every single day of my life. And that's fine because I like rice and chicken. Wow. I don't need to change it. Uh, Variety is the spice of life, but I'm a big fan of salt. <laughs> uh that's, that's it's a good way to put it. Yeah, I mean, I, some people really like changing up what they do. I know my uh, my my partner needs a new. She she'll she'll go out. She'll grab you know all these different groceries. Blah 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 blah. blah and they come home and be like, "Nah, I don't want any of this. I need something different." Just like some people gotta change up what they're doing every other day. Some people like myself know what they like and are down for that 100% of the time. And that's me. I'm a fan. You no, know? keep it simple. Keep it simple. All right. I just I just don't think about it much anymore. You know, you're saying I was saying earlier, I don't play the new games either. I don't pay attention to the new games. I, I, I know what I like and I play it. <laughs> I'll play I'll play the new Zelda when that comes out because I love me some good Zelda. I'm a simple guy just likes playing games okay. that are fun. Okay, okay. So
1: Twilight Princess, it's a how does this what are some like the big tricks that Twilight Princess uses? I want to know learn the insider scoop of what like what the speedrun is for Twilight Princess.
2: I'd say the big thing uh that most people know about and talk about is uh probably back in time that one or sword and shield skip. Sword and shield skip is this like really really unique trick and what's fun is we only have to do this trick because of back in time Uh which back in time is like a whole can of worms <laughs> of just like in the speedrun, it's actually used to go forward in time. So why don't we call it forward in time? Well, because it was found initially or later in the speed run, it sends you to a certain part of the run. It allows you to warp to the uh title screen because the title screen happens to actually be rendering a save as uh save file zero. So you load into save file zero by uh, resetting the game and voiding out on the exact same frame. And when you get there, you can then just save. And now you start the game basically from the title screen, which just gives you the sword and the shield and a couple other things. It lets you skip the entire tutorial, but uh, you still need Midna. So you go get the Midna thing. If you played the game, there's like a whole, let's, you know, you turn into a wolf and there's this imp that rides you. She's your sidekick. And uh, she's, you know, you need her to continue the game. And the first thing she tells you to do is go get the sword and shield. And you're thinking, well, I already have the sword and shield. And you do. Which keeps you from being able to go get the sword and shield. Oh. But you don't actually have them according to the flags. Because you don't have the real one. You just have, like, placeholders that still work. So you have to get a guy. And drag him across a bridge. Call him Hugo. <laughs> and we're going to smack him into the air. And then while he's in the air, he has unique properties. Where when we jump attack at him, we're going to get extra distance and speed. Allowing us to go over the trigger on the ground that says, Hey, idiot. She literally calls you an idiot. You need to go get the sword and shield and jump over that into the other trigger. Where she goes, all right, good stuff. You got the sword and shield. You ready to go? Wow. And then you get to go to the next part of the game. And it's one of the hardest tricks in the game. It's one of the first tricks you do in the run. And it's one of the last tricks most people do before they quit. (laughs) Because a lot of people who try to pick up the game can't get it and they can't continue the run without it. So they give up. It's a huge gatekeeper of the run. Damn, honestly. Is
1: uh, this trick used in like all of its major categories? Every category
2: except for one hundred percent use it. I believe. Oh, okay. That's wow. I think I think no save and quit also doesn't use it, and glitchless.
1: Yeah, but that like glitchless is like, hey, play that game, you vanilla boy yeah (laughs) play it really fast don't do anything crazy here whoa wouldn't want to do anything crazy in a video game for speed run
2: yeah i I, i'm a big fan of glitch stuff i think glitchless is something i plan on eventually doing in twilight princess because like i said i just kind of enjoy moving link around in that game it's very like fluid You, you, you press the button to roll and it feels good and you roll and it's nice yeah and I don't know how else to put it. It just feels nice to play the game, which is why I'm still playing. What's the uh, optimal version of the game? Uh, GameCube, actually, because on the uh, there, there's there's one trick it's called the LGA. Uh It's the same thing that you use to uh, do the sword and shield skip, right? Long jump attack. Um, In the GameCube version, if you throw the boomerang, tap the b button to pull out your sword and then jump to your boomerang in the wii version there is absolutely zero way to pull out your sword without slashing it meaning that you can't keep targeted to the boomerang oh so you can't do this trick and it loses you like 30 minutes total oh oh it's pretty dastardly. That, that that is pretty
1: dastardly is the wii u version uh twilight princess hd considered the same category or does it have its own game category
2: it has its own category um that one it has uh back in time patched oh and one other trick patched uh the issue of that game is actually that it's just harder to be good at <laughs> oh. um because it removes there's there's a trick Called map glitch that allows us to get to the Snow Peak ruins early, where you quite literally unplug your controller and plug it back in, which allows you to do some frame perfect stuff, and it's free. I can anyone can do this trick. It's free. Talk to Midna. Hold by you unplug your controller, holding the map button and the Z button. Plug it back in. You'll try to warp away because the map will pull up. You'll go to warp to one of the portals. Before you leave, you'll talk to Minda. You also press Z and it will unload everything, allowing you to just walk up the mountain without getting sent down. But, uh, you know, you'll still be able to go up there, but not warp you away. And then you do something to get loading zones back to continue up the mountain. But you can't do that on the Wii U version. So instead, you have to do like this weird wolf manipulation rng thing that's like super precise and difficult and far into the run and uh yeah it saves a lot of time huh so it's just it you either it, it, it's kind of like manual super swim for wind waker for those who are familiar with that yeah i I I, I I know super swim that's like base, that's where you uh
1: you you get linked to the fucking island just by doing like a swimming
2: glitch, essentially, from yeah the start of the game. Yeah, it's it's one of the hardest tricks in speedrunning, I would argue, and it's the first thing. It's the first thing in the run. Yeah, and it's just if you can't get it, there's an alternative route that's twenty minutes slower. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're you're just kind of screwed but they actually made a different category so that you could still do it without having to use that trick because it's just bad for your hands it's bad for your brain and it's hard it gate keeps the game by quite a bit um, you know it's the easy mode <laughs> <laughs> the easy
1: mode yes accessibility but is speed
2: running that's a Third cannon worms, (laughs) yeah. uh, The it's 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 really short. The HD one is actually built off of the GameCube version, so it can pull the sword and do the LJA thing. It's faster than the Wii version, but the GameCube is the fastest. Okay,
1: Uh, what are your placements for
2: the Twilight Princess categories that you have run? Uh, so for any percent, which I haven't ran in over a year, I think I'm like thirteen or fourteen now. But uh, the main category that I run is 100% and I am in second. Nice. Um, And you do hold one world record. I don't hold hold any of them anymore, actually. Really? As of a couple days ago, my last record was beaten.
1: Oh, okay. Because that's what I wanted to talk about next. and uh,
2: It was uh, Hold a Dog Percent. Yes. So the extension category game Hold a Dog. Something I had an uncontested record of, like, three-minute flat where you pick up a dog as fast as possible. It's wonderful. Great category, very wholesome. Three days ago, someone got a 258. Holy shit. Apparently, the Wii is just way faster at loading. I wouldn't watch the run. Wow. It's uh, actually just load time. Oh, I have to try that again someday. (laughs) Damn. Wow.
1: Okay, so Wii version is optimal for hold-to-dog percent. And only hold the dog percent.
2: <laughs> it's actually best for glitchless, too, I think. Oh, okay, but I yeah, I, I mean,
1: yeah, that would make sense, yeah. Anytime loading
2: is, you know, the number one thing. Yeah,
1: makes sense. Uh, Yeah, and uh, for, for those guessing, hold the dog percent. There's a dog literally in the first village of the game. Your goal is to basically do the tutorial where there's a huge part, uh, which is essentially goat... Your goat RNG is what makes and breaks the run. And then when that's done, you just leave your house one more time and then enter another house and pick up the doggy. That's it.
2: Yep. And it's wholesome. The dog's all happy and everyone else is happy. Just cute dog. You
1: you get the serotonin boost that you need.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Nice little quick cool down category.
1: Nice. But damn, hope you get that back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) One day, one day, I'll have to go find my uh, my copy, my Wii copy. Line. Okay, I, I was
1: gonna ask if you had the if you had a, a Wii copy of the game as well. I have three
2: somewhere. Wow,
1: <laughs> dedication! I was yeah. lucky to get uh, my GameCube copy of Twilight Princess before it went over hundred dollars.
2: It's like two hundred dollars now. It's <gasps> insane.
1: Oh, that hurts. Mm.
2: Yeah. I'm also happy to have two copies in case one, you know, has an issue. Yeah, planning ahead. That's that's really smart, honestly.
1: So the the hour, so the main category that you run, um, it's a bare minimum at least so far with of two and a half hours. So how does that affect you mentally when you do runs? Oh, do you mean six and a half? Oh, six and a half, yes. Yeah, sorry, yeah, six and it's a half. Gone. That is a typo. <laughs> how, how do you prepare mentally for them? if you do any if you do
2: prepare mentally for it the mental struggles of it are far more on the like stream aspect than the actual run aspect just the fact that you find yourself in this situation all of the time where it's just do i do another run or quit for the day and it's really tiring honestly but i i find the best thing to do is just not think about it honestly just try and come back tomorrow you know cuz all thinking about it's going to do is overwhelm you and you can never be perfect you know
1: um with a run like this
2: uh where are the major run killers found in the run i would say the biggest run killer is There's something in the middle of the game uh, or not middle. It's like an hour, 40 minutes in do something called text displacement. We're going to buy a bottle from the oil salesman. His name is Koro. Koro text displacement. And we're going to then talk to our Uku friend exactly seven frames after we finish our conversation with him. If we press it six frames or eight frames after. We're going to uh, t- finish our conversation of Koro, and the run is dead. So we have to save before and we have to keep doing this until we get it. It's every time we lose it, it every time we fail it, it loses about 40 seconds. And if we don't get it, we can't continue the run because it's required for us to enter the Goron mines, because what we're essentially doing um for whatever reason early master sword a trick that lets us get the master sword early what a great name (laughs) um sets the second temple of the game goron mines to being completed so you go there and try to enter and they go all right thanks for the good work man oh but you can't get in there's there's big gorons in the way you literally just like can't get into the temple um (laughs) so you uh get this conversation from Koro and you interrupt it with the uku and that for some reason allows you to take that conversation and finish it at the goron and it just allows you to then enter the temple there's like an invisible wall that goes away and you just slide right on in it's very silly (laughs) yeah holy shit (laughs) most of Twilight Princess glitches are like really straightforward it's oh yeah, we jump attack over this gorge, wee, and it's like very visually appealing, okay, um, and the other half of the glitches are, oh yeah, we took a flag and we moved it over here, and it's no one has any idea what in the world's going on, but it happened, and it's very important, and it's probably way harder than all of the like. Glitches that look hard, huh? Like it's kind of funny, actually. The easiest stuff looks really cool. The hardest stuff is hard to even tell is happening.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um. One last question for you, and it's not really Twilight Princess related. Just what is? What do you want to do for speedrunning in the future? What does your future of speedrunning
2: look like? (sighs) I gotta get my records back. (laughs) hold <laughs> a dog i almost had the record in 100 but then how uh, far are
1: you how far off are you for a world record at 100
2: i was like 30 seconds off and then a guy named demon started running the category famously known for being incredibly good at whatever he touches and now i'm like nine minutes off
1: oh
2: <laughs> yeah he's really good damn
1: fucking <laughs> and cracked
2: uh, at it. he yeah, he picked up the category for like four months. Got a run that he didn't want to compete with anymore because it's so good and just stopped. Dude's a monster. But, you know, I'm getting there one step at a time. All righty. Uh, anything else you want to add about speedrunning or anything else before we jump into the bonus level? If I had one more thing to add, speedrunning is a lot easier than people make it look. I think a lot of people are very scared to speedrun like oh i could never do that it's so hard it's it's just it's something that gets easier with time i've never had a speed run trick be impossible there's you know there's a couple manual super swims definitely on that list of this trick that's just kind of a nightmare but for the most part if you're trying to look out there you want to speed run you Seen it before, you've thought about it, seems interesting, seems cool to do these glitches. They're probably more doable than you think. I can I,
1: can, I can vouch for that.
2: A As a
1: guy who watched a yeah. lot of SA2 speedruns, I'm like, man, I could probably never do that. I can now hit uh, Bofa pretty consistently. So that's, uh, that's pretty good.
2: I'm happy that you can hit both of these nuts consistently. Let's go,
1: <laughs> exactly. I can hit Bofa quan.
2: <laughs> i just i forgot that's a name of a yeah it's it's no somewhere? longer
1: first try both it's now called hitting the quan thanks to af wagers <laughs> i like that yeah uh, it's a funny game yeah uh, it's great oh i guess i forgot to mention actually i, I was gonna br- I-, I was gonna bring it up but the gdq list for next year has been uh agdq the runs have been revealed and a schedule and uh representing sonic adventure one we have af wagers Uh, yeah, it's gonna be hype. Yeah, it's gonna be hype. Also, Shift is uh, gonna be back at AGDQ with Battle for Bikini Bottom.
2: Uh, As someone who has speedrun that game before, I good for him. (laughs) We let's just say we're not friends, okay? (laughs) (laughs) There's drama, but it's it's old at this point, fair enough. Yeah, so
1: that's everything for that then. All right, well, then in that case, let's move
0: on to the bonus level wacky lists weekly reports and a look back at video game history here's this week's bonus level
1: uh and uh to kick off the bonus level we got our community corner where i ask uh, you the listeners uh for questions via discord and twitter uh every week at least i try to because i keep on forgetting to post the things but we still get questions, because I remember at the last minute, I'm like, hey guys! Like an hour from now we're recording, submit them now! Please! Um, and we do got one question uh, from Ponich, which, uh, the question, thoughts on single-player games with DRM? More specifically with stuff such as what happened with the GTA Trilogy on PC, with not being playable as soon as it launched due to Rockstar's service not working. Uh, so for that, my thoughts... Uh, are, I need to Google what a DRM is.
2: I also had to ask. I have no idea what a DRM is. Digital rights management.
1: Uh, okay. Yep, yep. So whenever, if whenever you purchase some form of digital media, you usually aren't actually buying the content. You're buying a license to consume it. Yeah. So, uh, Rockstar. So, uh, yeah, Rockstar should have had that f- figured out
2: <laughs> from the get go. You would imagine, but uh, I guess that stuff's really complicated, so... Yeah. Shit falls through the cracks.
1: You know, for ne- next time you do it, Rockstar, hey, at least now you know, don't let it happen again. Everybody gets one. <laughs> Everybody
2: gets one, unless you have a lot of money, in which case you get as many as you need. Yeah,
1: but, uh,
2: <laughs> you know, try not to let it happen again. I know I saw a video today, actually, this is we're talking about this is uh the new gta thing, yes
1: right? the the trilogy the hd the hhd trilogy trilogy
2: <laughs> uh yes i saw oh sorry i saw a uh, video of someone who was like on a motorcycle driving on a beach and he sees like a, a shack in the distance he drives up to the shack and all of a sudden it disappears and he's just like huh and then he goes up to where the shack was, and he sits there for a while, and then, like, a solid minute later, the shack reappears. Oh! He's just like, guys, come on. Rockstar, no. Yeah, it was it was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> but the speedruns will be hype, I'm sure. Oh,
1: yes, absolutely. There's probably gonna be... Until that game gets patched, it's probably gonna get some... Interesting-looking speedruns. Yeah, it's gonna be wild. Uh that's uh the community corner moving on to top five top five le- i figured because you know we got a pretty good zelda fan here top five legend of zelda items
2: uh so my favorite zelda items probably the ball and chain for one mm-hmm. the i like the whip there's a whip in like skyward Sword. yes I, super- I want to like the spinner but i can't so i'll have to say the Double claw shots, good to be Spider Man and Zelda. I really liked Magic in Ocarina of Time, where they had the magic. Just like uh, you know, furs wind, the uh, Dins Flame and Dins Fire. Nairu's Love Yeah, uh Fur. Yeah, it's not it's Neru's Love and Fur's Wind, yeah. And I, I guess that's three different items, but just like I don't know. I would I, I would consider it just having magic. Yeah. They were going to have magic and TP, but it got cut, I guess. So it's a shame. Yeah, apparently they was cut by hypothesis because there's stuff in the code that suggests being a wolf and Twilight Princess was going to consume magic. And that sounds horrid for like how the game works. Like if you were just like randomly forced to no longer be a wolf because you ran out of magic. Just like ugh
1: yeah i I would feel like that kind of then becomes a bit like the silent realm part of uh skyward sword, where you where if you run out of the the fruit timer
2: thing, yeah, just like in general, it's just disrupting of the of the flow of the game, you know that shit's that's eh, no fun, so good on them for making that adjustment, but you know they could have probably had it be an adjustment that was uh a redo rather than just a eh yank it but eh Uh, fifth item last one (sighs) there's so many good items in the Zelda games but like a lot of them are just in like every Zelda game so I'm trying to pick the ones that are like uniquely good it's like being a wolf isn't an item I think I might just go with the ocarina in Majora's Mask because it's like four different items and that game has phenomenal music so if that's not a cheating answer. <laughs> no, it's not.
1: Just wait till you hear my number one. <laughs> sure,
2: let's
1: All right, it. So my number five is actually the spinner, but it's not because of Twilight Princess. It's because of uh, Hyrule Warriors. Ooh. Because I used the spinner a lot as Link's main weapon for that game. Because it was pretty good movement and pretty good combat for that one. Uh, My number four is uh, the Double Claw Shots from uh, Skyward Sword. Fucking, I fucking loved the 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 Spider Man essence, how you put it, is yeah, it's great. Uh my number three is the Beetle. I really like, I really like the Beetle. Oh yeah, there's another Skyward Sword one. Uh my number two uh is the hammer from Phantom Hourglass.
0: Oh yeah. I did play like those. Just
1: fuck
2: it. It's a good just,
1: one. it's just a big ass hammer and it's hilarious.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like the one in Wind Waker, right? Yes, very
1: similar. And uh, my number one, the bottle.
2: <laughs> eh, it's a good one, yeah. Especially like the stuff that it does in speed runs, if you're uh, familiar. Probably the most broken item in all of Zelda ever. So, yes, it is. I'm a fan. Uh, and that's top five for this
1: week. Moving on to this week in gaming history, from November 15th to 21st, here's what happened in the past. On the 15th, 2001, Nintendo released Golden Sun for the Game Boy Advance in North America. On the 16th, 2008, Nintendo released Animal Crossing City Folk for the Wii in North America. On the 17th, 2006, the infamous year, Sega released Sonic the Hedgehog. For the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, yes, Sonic 06, its anniversary uh, is this Wednesday coming up. On the 18th, 2012, Nintendo launched the Wii U for in the U.S. It included four USB 2.0 ports, built-in Wi-Fi, a 1080p HDMI port, a gamepad with a 6.2-inch screen, 8 gigs of memory, and uh, the price for the basic version was $299.99 for US dollars, and the deluxe version, which came with 32 gigs of memory, and Nintendo Land uh, was 350 US dollars. Nintendo Land was dead-ass
2: the best game. Honestly, it's...
1: It, it, it had a lot of fun stuff. I actually was watching some speedruns for that game. I'm like, is there like a 100% speedrun for this game? And there is. It's like 12 hours
2: long. I've never asked myself the question, is there a speedrun for this, and been but down <laughs> there, there is
1: it's out there somewhere yes uh, on the 19th 1997 sony released parappa the rapper for the playstation in the u.s the game innovates the popular rising music rhythm based games on the 20th 2007 nintendo unveiled two special editions of its ds handheld gaming unit one version would be colored in gold and come with the epic adventure game Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass with a metal and while a metallic pink model would come out with puppy training title, Nintendogs. The new bundles would go on sale on November 23rd. And on Sunday the 21st, 1998, Ocarina of Time was released on the N64 in North America for 5- $59.95 US dollars. So that's, uh, 23 years of ocarina of time 23 different ways to play it. 23 different ways to play it
2: exactly uh i don't actually know <laughs> how many different places you can play Let's that see, game you can play it on the
1: n64 you could play it on the gamecube with the mass with the, the, the the collection game Yep. then there was the standalone uh, ocarina of time game uh normal mode and then master quest mode ocarina of time mm-hmm. 3d so that's five Ocarina of Time on the
2: Wii. Uh, Ocarina of Time on the Wii U. Ocarina of Time on. Is there any, another emulator? I feel like no, there I probably is it. an
1: N sixty four emulator that's just exists out there. So there's another one. Um, it'll probably be on the. Uh, it'll on the probably Switch it's movies. it's coming to it's on the Switch's N sixty four catalog. Yeah. So
2: that's nine. And there will probably be like a Switch or not a Switch. like an N sixty four Classic that releases it too. Yeah.
1: So that would be 10. So we have nine currently and most likely a 10th white to play soon. So that's half of, tw- that's like almost half of 23. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's up there competing with Skyrim. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's essentially competing with Skyrim. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so when's uh, Ocarina of Time coming to Smart Fridge? That's the real question. Soon. Soon. I can't wait. We're going to be bundled. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. Um, the Achievement of the Week this week is in Forza Horizon 5. It's Mogul, which is to purchase all seven player houses. Because why have more than one when you could have seven? And the Game of the Week, I'm giving it to uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Because I love Pokemon too much. <laughs> hey, it's a good game. Ike, th- thank you for coming on the
2: podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on anywhere that has profiles probably. Uh, I have somehow managed to get Swift Dyke on everything. So Twitch Swift Dyke, Twitter, Swift Dyke, OnlyFans, Swift Dyke, wherever you're looking oh, for, whoa. there's a Swift Dyke. And it's probably me. The OnlyFans does exist, but there's no content <laughs> there. Um, you got the secured the username but, for now. For what you
1: need to exactly it's like,
2: It's it's you know dire (laughs) straits. Gotta have the back exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Streaming doesn't work out. No one's interested in speedrunning anymore. I always have the OnlyFans.
1: Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And of course, you can find me over at uh, Tony's Game Lounge on uh, Instagram and Twitch uh, and TikTok. And you can also find me on Twitter at Radio Tony with a zero instead of an O at the O part of that because i do work in radio that's my main shtick but i host this too it's a it's like hannah montana says it's the best of both worlds (laughs) uh yeah and uh you can catch uh highlights of the podcast every week on the instagram twitter and tiktok so go check those out uh i thank you once again man it was a blessed yeah of course it was fun awesome uh thank you the listener for tuning in like always uh be sure to like follow share the podcast uh if you're not already uh because all the support helps us grow for the future and we will see you right back here next week with a brand new episode in the game lounge ow bye
0: Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates.